Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we are your High Priestess for this evening. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode. We have gotten through the festivities of the holidays and the newness of the Roaring Twenties, and I'm not going to get over it, and I'm going to, I would love to say that I'm ambitious enough to wear a flapper dress every day of the, the year, but I, who's going to, who, who am I lying to, okay? Yeah, like, really, come on. I'm going to probably wear my jammies most of the time and occasionally like for no reason at all get fancy and wear a flapper dress okay i'm gonna look forward to that day oh dude i already have it planned out just wait just wait okay <laughs> can't wait so i thought that we could just well oh well before we dive right in let's talk about what we're drinking and I, I, you know, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about the Santa Clara, um, and we had gotten that, and that was kind of like a Latin-esque, eggnoggy kind of thing made by nuns. Monica and I both were set on fire when we drank it, because it's made by nuns, and we are we're <laughs> we are fucking not... heathens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, okay, this is a really random question, but it, it, as witches go, if we had to have a nun as a pagan, what would you call that? We wouldn't have anything like that, would we? Oh, no. 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 Okay. No. 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 <laughs> Let's say left the convent. <laughs> then we can consider it. <laughs> no, but like, like as far, okay, so you're like, you're a, you're a high priestess, there's initiates, there's dedicants, there's handmaidens. We don't really have anything that equals a nun, no, do we? Nothing. Zero. Yeah, Zero. I guess not. I do have a random question. I was actually, I was saving this question for when we interview Vinny. Okay. But I will probably ask it again because he might have a different answer for me, but... So Vinny is your high priest. Right. You are my high priestess. Right. Does that make Vinny my magical grandpa? Yes. Is there like an actual term for that? Gumbadi. Gumbadi. A goomba. A goomba. I'm never going to fucking... A a goomba. Goomba. That means like a godfather. Like almost like a godfather. Okay. So in that... Is that like a legit like term like because no, I'm it's thinking an Italian about... term it's not necessarily a witchy term but okay he calls me his gumbade and I, I call him as my gumpade I'm his good mate and he's my gumpade gumpade so that's that's kind of what he would be to me yeah wait I can't really say that word yeah, it's all right so I'm just gonna say practice magical it. grandpa okay and I will practice that in the mirror for the next time that we see Vinny <laughs> okay I'm gonna say that word and I'm gonna be like oh shit look at me I know a thing <laughs> yeah so that that's where he's probably listening to this right now. Vinny, when you when you see me and I use that word and hopefully pronounce it right, just pretend to be surprised and impressed. Okay. Just and impressed and impressed. <laughs> yes. Before we we dive into our our podcast for tonight, I, I need to fangirl a little bit. So I, I start so I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. And my husband came to me once and he was like probably concerned because I listened to just too much of it. And he was probably like, this bitch is going to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> you know, and I listened to enough true crime that I might almost get away with it. Um, but he was like, hey, you know, you you really need to listen to something else. Like you need to take a break from all the murdery shit. It's not healthy. And I'm like, I see nothing wrong with this as I'm, you know, preparing my next burlesque act as a different serial killer. Because uh-huh. I already have fucking two of them. But um, I was like, okay, all right. So I took that to heart, and I'm like, I need to listen to something other than true crime shit. So I stumbled upon this podcast that I told him was a happy medium, because not only is it true crime shit, but there's ghosts involved. So it's not just murder, right, if there's ghosts. No, it's not just murder, right? And it's called A Paranormal Chicks. Oh, wow. And they're this podcast of these two badass ladies from Mississippi, and they are so funny, and they're great storytellers, and I love their podcast, and I followed them on Instagram and I was all excited and into it and I've been binging all of their stuff. I just discovered them. And just before we started recording, I hopped on Instagram and they liked some of my pictures. Yay. I was really excited about Very that. Cool. So if you guys want a cool a cool podcast to listen to that's really fun and full of spooky things. I don't want to necessarily say witchy stuff, but definitely paranormal ghosty things, which I think is very adjacent to this. Um, Check them out. A Paranormal Chicks. They're on Instagram as, let me pull it up to double check that I have it right, but I think it's APC Podcast. Okay. Yeah, the APC Podcast is on Instagram, and they are super funny and super just... 
really entertaining and educational and they talk about true crime but like i was on my way over here to record this and they were talking about shadow people oh wow and you know they've talked about a couple and they have like this thing called i think it's called sinister sightings which is like theirs where like their listeners write in about experiences and they're talking about one where this person was saying that they saw like this mass that was like blacker than black and had red eyes oh my and i i have had an experience like that oh wow so it was really trippy so it's just like if you've ever had like a weird experience like you might be able to relate to their podcast a little bit too so Very check cool. them out check them out so that that's my my fangirling because that would that made my night okay so okay and and moving on fangirling over tonight we're talking about the elements yes we are okay we so are. Break it down for us, Mama Strago. What what does that mean when we talk about the elements? Well, you know, there's four elements out there, earth, air, fire, and water. A lot of pagans and witches work with the elements. Some paths do not, but our path does. And tonight, I'm going to be covering two, and Sean is going to be covering two. So I'm going to start out with earth. Now, earth is in the north, the north quarter, and it rules earth, of course, and... um. The symbol is like an upside-down triangle with a line through it, the bottom. That's the symbol. And the time of the day that it um, represents is midnight. And the colors, and the chakra is the root chakra. And the colors associated with the earth or earth quarter is green, black sometimes, sometimes brown. We use green in our tradition. And the season it's associated with is winter. The angel it's associated with is Ariel. Um, it rules the Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo in the zodiac. And we use it for grounding and, and putting our feet into the ground and getting rooted. That's the main, the main reason for it. Now... Um, there are trees that are associated with the earth element or the north element, and they are the ash. Some of them are. The ash, ash black, black thorn, which is a very powerful uh, tree. Cedar, cypress, elder, juniper, magnolia, maple, oak, olive, pomegranate, to say a few, and rowan. So, and herbs, comfrey, honeysuckle, jasmine, mugwort, sage, vervain. Um, miscellaneous plants, a sinkafoil. Which is also called finger grass. Right. Because it does very have good. very both names. Henbane, hydron, mandrake, patchouli, and reeds. Okay. When you uh, say reeds, it's just like just all general reeds. Reeds, like, you know, water, water reeds. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess that would be, yeah. Um, the metals associated with the, with earth is lead and mercury. And uh, like I said before, Ariel is the angel. Um, some goddesses are uh, Ceres, Demeter, uh, Persephone, Rhea, and um, some of the, the things associated with the, uh, the creatures or the magical creatures are gnomes and pixies. Um, some of the gods are Canonus, the green man, um, and who else can it be? Let's see. Dionysus. Yes. Some of the animals associated with North is the buffalo, the pig, wolverine, the dog. Some of the birds are blue jays, crows, turkeys, woodpeckers. And the insect is dragonfly. Interesting. Um, so it is all about grounding uh, it is about protection. Um, it's about willpower and wisdom. And you would work with the North to gain any of those attributes. So that's my take on North. What do you have, girlfriend? So I, I do have one thing I want to like just chime in with that real quick. Okay. Is it doesn't surprise me that there's birds associated with Earth. But I did kind of like, because I was like, huh, I would just assume that essentially all birds would be considered like an air, air element yeah. an element animal because they're in the air but right. like okay so i just i thought that was really cool okay. so i'm gonna chime right in with fire okay and 
fire is at least in our tradition located in the south and so when i say that it's because a lot of elements you you associate them with the directions so they're right. associated with like so like north is earth south is fire right um but that's not to say that i think most traditions do have them in those those quarters but that doesn't mean that all of them do uh, a lot of people at the store we work at the green man store follow the cat tradition um their quarters are very different very different the I, only one that's the same is water is water i think i think air is the earth is, for them yeah yeah, the air is in, is, is in the north, and I, I think earth is in south. Mm. I could be totally wrong. Like Someone's going to be listening to that and just roll their eyes at me. Anyway, so all of my CAD listeners out there, why don't you <laughs> hit us up? Let us know what the elements are. You think I would I would have taken Griffin's mm. classes enough to remember that, but you can tell I'm a striker through and through because that shit just doesn't stick. Right. Um, but fire is located in the south in our tradition and the color that represents it is red because it's red like the flames of fire right fire is in a very fast moving energy and it's really known for its protective energies and vibes to it but it's also very purifying which kind of sounds interesting because when i was first starting to get to know the elements i was a little surprised by that because i guess i would have thought of water as our purifying element because you purify yourself by washing yourself but fire it's more like creation through destruction we have to let the forest burn if we want it to grow and so that is the kind of purifying that we're talking about um, it's also very forceful and it can be very sexual and very lusty and passionate. Um, it is also good for like manifestation because heat manifests things. Uh, da, da, da. Places that are ruled by the fire element are hot springs, volcanoes, uh, deserts. Which, yeah, that all makes sense. Hot places. Mm-hmm. Hot places. Uh, but also bedrooms. And oh, yeah. They're sexy. Course. Weight rooms, locker rooms, saunas, athletic fields, ovens, fireplaces. All of that makes a lot of sense to me, and I want to be a pervert and say that weight rooms, it's also because of all of that, like, hot Jason Momoa sweaty man vibe in there, but I'm probably sure it's just because you're working out. But, you know, a girl can dream. (laughs) Yes, she can. Yes, we can. So, um, if you wanted to, like, use, I know every ritual that I've ever done, one of the first things we do is call all of the elements, but if you're going to do a fire ritual, it will probably be more for protection purposes, courage, sex, energy, strength, authority, um, or movement. even banishing. Movement, yes. Now, I would say movement, not in the sense of traveling or moving that way, but be creating maybe movement in your life. Yes, exactly, yeah. yes. Um, an easy way to have a representation of fire in your home would be in your fireplace of fire and culture, but also very simply a candle. Yes. And I know on this podcast, it seems like we talk a lot about low pro witchery because we know not everybody has, you know, the, the leisure of being very open. So candles, go get yourself some scented candles. No one needs to know what's up. Right. The archangel or the angel that is associated with fire is archangel mikhail michael yes uh, life's main squeeze yep uh, he is a very popular man yes he's very well, popular technically i guess he wouldn't be considered a man because he's an angel he's an he, angel so but i think most angels are like androgynous or right. yeah, but, but they kind of identify as as men basically yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. and michael's he's very he's very masculine um and he's kind of considered like the right hand of god he's a and warrior he's the warrior and so a lot of times it's very common to find michael candles at Vallarta, the dollar store wherever your bodega wherever you're at they're generally red and they have a painting of him on it of him as an angel in his gear with his wings out and he usually like has his foot on the devil's face and he has his sword like he's about to stab the devil because he defeats the devil that's right michael is known for his fiery sword and i don't think in those candles he has a fiery sword with him i don't think it's on fire but he is known for that yes um because we're talking about fire and we're talking about Michael and his fiery sword, his season is summer. Uh, his day of the week is Sunday. And he is very, again, very protective. He is the warrior. And so if you ever have a fear or you need protection or I've even seen him called upon with just like runs of really gnarly medical bad luck, you can light his candle and ask for help. I think the first time I was ever like instructed on michael in which he sense was actually from monica 
before we even met in person, this was on the phone, and you told me that you saw him in my cup, mm-hmm. and you said that I can call on him, but you, you did give me this warning. He was like, if you're going to call on Michael, be specific, because there's a warrior, and he will come and create war. Right. And That's why I always ask people, if they're doing any work, to Archangel Michael, to speak out loud of what you want, so it's very clear to him. Because if you leave it up to him and he's in the mood, he could bring you war because he is a warrior. So you kind of guide him yeah. which way to go. Yeah. I mean, even if he brought you war, like, he's still going to protect you and, like, you'll still get to the same place. But, like, wouldn't you rather have a smoother road? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, his herbs that are good for him or now I read this and two I totally vibe with, too. Maybe not so much. So maybe you could chime in on this one. Okay. The two I totally was like, okay, I can see this is uh, frankincense which is a very solar herb, as well as rosemary. But then I also saw chamomile and sage. And that's interesting. Well, yeah, and that... Chamomile, I would, I don't know about chamomile. Chamomile's, I don't know. Okay, if that's what they say, that's what they say. Yeah. But rue is another one. Vervain. Um, dill is another one. Dill, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, the things that Michael... Just kind of touching on him a little bit, because like at least with the way that we work, we invoke him when we invoke the element of fire, which is one of the reasons why we're talking about the angels as well. So for protection, but also when it comes to releasing and conquering fear, because he is a warrior, so he can totally do that for courage as well as illumination, which I had never necessarily heard the illumination point part before but it made sense to me when i was researching this because he does have his fiery sword and fire does illuminate for sure getting back to fire a little bit um the alchemical sign for it is just the upright triangle just plain old triangle no no lines through it right and the herbs are stingy thorny or hot plants such as thistles chili peppers bougainvillea you know what i used to have a bougainvillea plant where i used to live and that thing it was beautiful it took over everything and you had to be real careful when you're driving past it because its thorns would pop your tires yes absolutely um desert dwelling plants such as cacti and stimulating plants such as coffee beans and generally seeds Anything that is red and fiery as far as stones go are good. So think like red tiger's eye, carnelian, um, what else is it? Rubies. Rubies, jaspers, anything volcanic, like volcanic stones would be good. Um, And the elemental with it um, is salamanders. Now, when we talk about elementals, we're not talking about elements. We're talking about kind of like mythical creatures that go along with the elements. I thought that was really interesting when I first read about salamanders being the fire elemental. But as it was broken down to me, and this made sense, is as people would light their fires that had been cold during the day or evening or whatever, you return them, you light your fires, and salamanders would crawl out of them. Yeah. That made a lot more sense. So those are considered a fire elemental. But if you wanted an animal, let's go with more like reptiles, like snakes and lizards, but also crickets, praying mantises ladybugs bees scorpions and sharks mm-hmm. i think it's interesting like we put scorpions in there i think it's because they're scary little fuckers yeah but yeah. scorpions also represent scorpios which again scary little fuckers right i say that because monica's a scorpio scorpios rule <laughs> but scorpios are actually ruled by water yes it is it's so, a water sign yep i thought that was really interesting so our our zodiac signs for fire i did not write them down but they are leo aries Sag. that's that's it right, right. yeah okay yeah. yep there we go damn look at that i remembered that very good um, the mythical creatures for fires are dragons, though. Okay, And the phoenix, sense. right? Rising yep. out of the flames. Rising out of those flames. Um, and uh, the metals are brass, and steel. gold. And gold, yes. Yep. And um, some natural symbols for them would be fire, lava, basically anything that's hot. Think of hot things, and you think of fire, and then you think of the element of fire. But when we talk about our senses and what is stimulated by fire is our sight both psychic and visual sites. Right. And don't forget the color is red. Yes. In case you didn't say that. Yes. Very good. That's the fire. All right. Okay, I'm going to go with water now. Water is in the west quarter, and the color for it is blue. Think about the ocean. Think about lakes. and Think about the rain. Anything that rule is ruled by water. Um, the angel for water is uh, Gabrielle. And uh, the color is definitely blue, for sure. 
and the direction of is west, like I said. Um, the time of the day is dusk for this the uh, the west quarter. Um, let us see um, some of the herbs associated with it. Now this is chamomile, hyacinth, strawberries, um, roses, yarrow, violets, uh, comfrey, bramble, blackberry, to name a few. Um, also, some miscellaneous plants are belladonna, interesting, sandalwood, and um, vanilla. Um, some of the gemstones associated with it would be um, aquamarine and opals, rose quartz, turquoise, and uh, pink tourmaline. And some really? of yeah, and some of the metals are copper and mercury and silver. And from the sea, it's coral, of course, mm -hmm. and mother of pearl, which I love mother of pearl. I think it's beautiful. I think that actually totally reminds me of you. And what do you think the goddess is for this? Uh, this Yamaya and Venus. Aphrodite, yes. Aphrodite. Yes. Well, she's born of sea foam. That's right. So that that's, right. that's my guess there. So would you say, uh, because Aphrodite... And or Venus, depending on how how you know her, she she's known as the goddess of like love and beauty. Yes. Would you say that water is something that would rule over that? Totally, water it rules the emotions. Oh yeah, all right. That so makes that sense. there you go Duh. with that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the um, mythical creature is mermaids and mermen, right? Selkies. Um, you want to say silkies? Selk selkies. Oh okay. Selkies, yeah, and um, of course. Um, manatees. I love manatees. I do too. They're I, wonderful little big old baby Yui creatures, don't you think? I They're really want to go see one. I, I want to hug one. one. Oh I my want, god! Are they like okay? Only in Florida. Yeah, but are they like? I mean, like, is there a thing? No, like, no, can you go hug one? They, you know what? They don't have any natural enemies in the wild except for man. Yeah, well, because humans fucking suck. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, but I'm maybe saying like the kindest, gentlest creatures. You know what? I had a dog that, for whatever reason, reminded me of manatee. Yeah, I think they're so adorable. I, I love think Monica's them. getting misty eyed. I can't help it. Can, I like can we like set that as one of our goals? I mean, we're witches. Like, let's make this shit happen. Are we gonna I go? I want to meet a manatee. Oh no, fuck hug, but fuck meeting one. I want to go hug one. Well. I don't know how that's going to happen, but you know what? Let's make it happen. Hey, it's witchcraft. Do you have a candle? Do you have a manatee candle? <laughs> I don't know. We might have to create one. <laughs> so water is going to be, it's very fluid. It rules the emotions. It rules clairvoyance. It rules um, empathy, um, intuition. So anytime you want anything like that, you go and you work with the water element. The symbol is an upside down triangle. And um, what did I forget? The gods? Let's see. Some of the gods related to them. I said the goddesses, but um, Neptune, of course. And um, also some of the other animals are polar bears. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Water bears. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what I got for you for water. You know, anything that has to do with the emotions, you're going to be doing a love spell. You might want to, like, think about uh, the West Quarter. So, and, and when we're talking about that in the Quarter of West. <coughs> oh, did I, I told you the, oh yeah, I said Gabrielle, right? I told yeah. you the God, uh, God the uh, angel, yes. The okay. archangel. Yes. So, a lot of times, um, what I've seen in different rituals with different traditions and stuff is a lot of times the West <laughs> That that's our our show familiar bandit. Um, he I tried to give him a Cheeto while Monica was talking and he shunned uh, it. And now uh, I think he wants it. So sorry guys. Okay. There we go. He's happy now. Okay. Um. So as I was saying, before we had our Cheeto demand. Yes. We um. I've been to a lot of different rituals and when the West is called and water is called very often. It is also talking about ancestors and it talks about like parting the veil and things of that nature. Right. And so it's kind of like, like the other side is like laid out in the West and like that gateway is right there. And part of it to me made sense because 
it's ruling over our emotions. And when we're talking about our ancestors and we're talking about death, it becomes a very emotional yes, state. Yes, it does. It sure it, does. Is that why you you would say it, it's all tight in there in the West? I would think so. I would agree. Yeah. All right. I would think so. Yeah. So moving on to air elements. Yes. The you know, east. guys, it's really funny because I'm actually an air sign. I'm an Aquarius. And I fucking hate air which sounds stupid because i breathe it but i hate the wind i love the wind nope i have i have no interest in it the other day like in los angeles like we're kind of known for not having seasons and not having weather but let me tell you we we get wind yeah and i opened my door the other day to let my dogs out me and the dogs both went nope that's a big nope and we all just turned around and shut the door because it was windy (laughs) outside and none of us fuck with that so i thought it was kind of interesting um because i i have a really bad relationship with yeah you do you don't like the wind i I know that and it's so magical and you know what it's actually something that my dad didn't like the wind either and it wasn't something i picked up from him because i didn't know that he didn't like it until after he passed away and then i found out oh wow so it's something that i've definitely inherited and one thing i will say on any kind of magical relationship is that if you don't like something so for instance like me not having a good relationship with air that means it's even more important that i build a good relationship with it so if you find something that you innately just don't fucking like first off i get it but you you got to push past that and you've got to try and build that you have to push past it because part of the initiation process is listening to the sound of the wind which is gonna just that's just gonna blow your mind awful awful (laughs) (laughs) so with that said, air um, is in the east. Its color is yellow. And so when we talk about the colors, just so you guys know, it's like if you wanted to have element candles on your altar and representation, you can do that with, with the candles, with the colors we're talking about. Yes. If you wanted to go with something that wasn't a candle to represent it, you could use incense because the air carries the smoke up. You could also use different feathers. Right. Which I think incense or even feathers or candles for that matter, they're all very inconspicuous ways to kind of have that representation right um i have a beautiful peacock feather fan that was given to me by a friend of mine and so that's something that's in my house nice that represents air yes and air is good for movement and when i say movement i mean like physical movement like travel Mm -hmm. and things of that nature it's also very creative Right. And it's very, it's good for your intellect and your communication. And that's what the air element is all about. Yes. Um, true. And where I was saying that fire is a protective energy, air is a projective energy. And the places that it's worshipped and found and when it rules over are mountaintops, windswept plains, cloudy skies, high towers, airports, Schools, libraries, offices, travel agencies, and psychiatrist's office. That's kind of interesting. Well, that's all of the mind. The yeah. thinking process, yep. yes. So I guess I would say, like, too, just, like, in general, air kind of just rules over, like, mental powers. Right, right. Um, clair- well, I guess a certain form of clairvoyance. Clairvoyance. Right? Like, I can see that. Yeah. Um, If you were going to do rituals around air, they're going to be rituals around uh creating your creativity and kind of giving that a boost so i would say if you are uh an artist of any sort a sculptor painter writer actor make the air element your friend studying and learning yes so so students students and anything that has um a profession that requires a lot of schooling or continuing education the air element will definitely be your friend what about the angel yes so when we're getting into our angel it's my homeboy, Raphael. Yes. I love him. I also like his name. Yeah, I just like name. the name Raphael. Great name. So, Raphael is known as, as like, the healer of okay. the archangels. And so, he is good. You can call on him. I shouldn't say he's good for it, because that means that he's only good for that one thing. But when you need his help is when we're talking about healing. And when I'm saying that, I mean really any type. So, if you're if you're sick, you can call on him for, for his healing powers. But he is also renowned for his emotional and and spiritual healing powers as well to keep your emotional and spiritual health in tune. Yes. His season is spring and the day of 
the week for him is Wednesday. And he also gives you guidance through your intuition. So the air element is something that really goes not just with your intellect, but with your intuition. So it really stimulates that third eye. Right. And one thing that he is really known for that I everywhere that I checked when I was trying to do a little bit of research on him is that he is known by the emerald light that he emits. So he has like this emerald aura to him. So if you've ever seen that and and maybe you've seen it like when you're like have the flu and you're in bed or something you kind of see this green thing around you i mean maybe you're just really sick and you go to the doctor but it could also be that Raphael is coming over and he is healing you because he is really known for this emerald green light that he emits Mm. with that said emerald is one of his sacred stones as well as malachite so anything that you get him i find that interesting that he is the angel that is in the east with air but his color is green like earth yeah and what what about the uh, magical creature associated Fairies. Fairies. Which, again, you know what, man? I'm not a fan of them either. I like them. I like them. I mean, I know that they're in my yard, and when I first moved into my house, I would leave them a shot outside, a shot of rum every month, like on the full moon. I'd go put that outside. I should probably do that again. Well, how about some honey milk, honey? Yeah. Honey honey and milk would be good. Someone told me to do rum, and you know what? Like, I don't... You got them drunk, and they never came back. I mean, as long as they're not stealing my shit, <laughs> you know, fairies are not like when you start seeing like your keys and your shiny shit, like earrings disappearing, it's probably fairies. Um, you know, I can't say that I used to know like a lot about fairies when I was first told to like give them rum and stuff because it was kind of one of those things where everyone's just like, hey, fairies are pain in the asses, don't fuck with them. And that's about all you hear. So when we're talking about fairies real quick, there is this really great book called Enchantment of the Fairy Realm by Ted Andrews. Oh, yeah. Wonderful book. It's it's so good. It's so insightful because there's not just like a general like, oh, fairies. Like, yeah. No, there's like a bunch of different kinds. And he really kind of gets into that. And there's some really cool like meditations and exercises that you can do in the book to get more in tune with them. I do have the book. I have read it. And I think I need to read it again. It's because a great book. I think as I'm just getting older, like I just want to fuck with that and the air elements and all just less and less. So I know, again, going back to having that bad relationship. Yeah. it's time to fix it right um the magical symbol and the alchemical symbol for it is the upright facing uh pointing i should say triangle with a little line Spirit. through the top of it yes its natural symbols are feathers incense smoke and sacred flowers fragrant fragrant flowers its senses are hearing and smell and its magical tool is the wand metals that are associated with air element is tin and copper and the instrument i thought this was kind of cool because me being I, I was the cello player when i was in school so okay. i was i was in the the, the string instruments so when we get into the wind instruments they <laughs> all of them really would would correspond with air but more more likely is um the flute and most birds and and insects with wings, which again, Sean and him do bugs, wings or not. Um, but yeah, like winged winged insects, insects would also be something that are sacred to the air element. And the god Mercury, because he has <coughs> wings on his feet. This is true. Right. And I think we all know Mercury. And can I just say, I know Mercury retrograde is a pain in the ass, but I think Mercury gets bad rap for that, guys. Like research him get to know him because he's not always an asshole most of the year he's actually pretty cool yeah i agree i agree so that was like a good like little breakdown as far as just like the overall right what the elements do and i know that everyone listening is like that's great how do i magic with it give me a witchcraft okay i'll give you a witchcraft for water and this is something that I do once a year, and we go to the beach and we do some beach magic, All right. which I love. And so what we do is we take our finger and we go by the water's edge and we we want to, either we want to um, get something to come to us or get rid of something, banish or, or come invoke. to, invoke, yes. So what you would do is you would write your wish or your banishment in the sand Put it in a circle, and this all has to be done before the water comes in. And then you call the waters in, and if it takes it away with the with that wave, that's it. Your magic is done. And we do it over and over and over again. Sometimes the waves come in before you don't finish it. A little frustrating. Sometimes it doesn't take it away. You have to really summon that water to come in to take that wish away or that banishment away. 
And um, that's a simple, and I love that that little magical you know water. It's magic. so much fun. It is. It's so much fun. It's so much fun, especially because like a lot of times that I've seen us start to do it, um, it's like the the ocean's kind of being really mellow and really chill. And there's not a lot of waves, and so we kind of have to call the water to us. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the water gets on a roll, and then there's a lot of waves, and then it's like you're trying to beat the wave, trying exactly, to like write out exactly write out your intention. So it's so much fun, and it's really cool to see that interaction with the water. It's and, wonderful. Yeah, it's really excellent. So that's one really simple um, water spell. Now, if you don't have a beach in your area, uh, something that you can do if you have a little stream or like a river that's running is to um, take a leaf. And carve a symbol of something that you want to manifest on it. Use a symbol or a word. And then you set it a sail on that water with all your blessings and goodness and your magic. And send it away. That's I see you say that and the first thing that goes to my head is is just it. And I imagine Georgie with his little fucking paper boat like running down (laughs) the side about to get his like arms ripped off or something. Oh my god. So... Also, another one is if you can get your hands on a tonka bean, which is known as a wish stone, mm-hmm. if you throw it into running water, that's you're supposed to get your wish. Oh, that's very cool. Make a wish upon a tonka bean and throw it in running water. And just being being the, the eco-witch here and, and caring, a, caring about the environment and stuff like that, I've read a lot of really cool books that have you do some really cool shit and then you throw it into, like, running water. Right. And the whole point is because you're trying to get, like, motion and movement with your magic and i get that but guys don't go and throw like a fucking pumpkin full of pennies or a jar full of fucking nails into any water so i i do think that and and i i say that with a little bit of disappointment because i've heard some really cool spells that result in us throwing it into running water so i do think that while they have worked and they're prominent they're still around for a reason we do have to adapt our magic according to the environment around us and, and try to be changing. a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. So it's time that we all start kind of looking at those spells and trying to find a more eco-friendly way of doing it. Right. Just saying. Yes. Another good water magic one is just baths. Oh, Bath sure. Bath magic. Cleansing. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I was recently, so I, once a month I, I do a burlesque show and it's really cool because it's, it's a witchy burlesque show, which it seems kind of gimmicky, but it's really cool because a lot of the girls that participate are witches. So I was hanging out with two of them backstage and we were talking and I think everyone's just kind of been going through it. And I know that like when Taddy was talking to us, she said that kind of like leading up to like the second half of January was going to be a little intense. Um, so everyone's kind of having that. So they were talking about um, like cleansing and protective baths and how everything that they looked up required 50 million ingredients ah. so that like this protective bath was going to cost you eight gajillion dollars. Right, right. So I wanted to chime in on that and I did tell them. So I thought I would tell you guys in case anyone has been trying to look for one. You do not have to sink your whole paycheck into it. Right. You need a little bit of salt, a little bit of rosemary. Um, you can do a little bit of rue or blue balls if you have them. But even just salt and rosemary, let's go basic here. And you know what I do? And I don't know if anyone else has ever done this, but I brew two cups of green tea, one to sip while I'm in the bath and one to pour into my bath. Oh, wow. Because it's detoxing and it's cleansing and it's really nourishing and gentle. Very good. And you scrub yourself head to toe with it. And that is a really nice, easy, mellow form of, of water magic that won't require you to have to be all hiking and outdoorsy and <laughs> shit like that because yeah you know if you do that you probably have to take your pajamas off and that's just mm. that's just not in my yeah, agenda especially when you're cozy yeah i know exactly and it's cold right now it's cozy season yeah, so it is i'm it all is. about that bath time I don't, I don't know about all that outdoorsy shit yeah right <laughs> that's true so even though um i'm not a fan of wind i do have some cool wind magic things to share with everybody okay and so one of them is just wind chimes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Wind chimes. I have them all over my house and are outside my house and in my tree and stuff because since I just, I fucking hate the wind. I'm not afraid of it. I just, I can't explain. I just loathe it. And so I have tried, I have tried so hard to find ways to enjoy it. So there's a lot of wind chimes around, which I guess they sound okay. And like my brain goes, oh, that sounds nice. And I'm like, oh, they're making noise because it's windy outside. That's awful. <laughs> So I'll get there, guys. I'll get there. But so wind chimes are really fantastic to have around your home. Uh, 
because they are a type first off they're really just beautiful sounding but because they're a type of sound octave clearing so they help clear the space so wind chimes can be seen as very purifying and very protective very good yes i do have a fun thing to do on a windy day or a breezy day and this would require you to be a little savvy with your herbs and so you can just look this up but you you come up with an intention so let's say that we're we're gonna do a love spell okay so you get you have to get dried herbs so they have to be dried and you just get like a little sprinkle of whatever you want so you have a handful so let's say for this one we're going to do dried jasmine roses and honeysuckle right you put them in one hand and you go outside where it's windy and if you're me you're just grinning fucking bare because it's windy and it sucks and you put your hands together and you start thinking about your intentions. So if this one's love, what type of love you're bringing to you. And you rub the herbs together in your hands. And you'll start to feel them like crumble and, and kind of start to come to pieces in your hands. And you rub them really, really fast and really hard so your hands start to get hot. And you feel that heat. And then you open your hands and you, you blow and let the wind take all of it and take your intention away. That's cool. Yeah. So that's, that's a really good one. And it's a pretty pretty lazy form of witchcraft i think but you do have to know and kind of pick what herbs are going to work and you do have to make sure that they're dried because that is part of it mm -hmm. and so one of the books that i'm i'm reading out of when i'm talking about the elements and stuff like that is scott cunningham's earth air fire and water and i did want to share a really neat spell that i found when i first got this book a couple years ago that i thought was really cool and it's a spell to go on a journey and I'm paraphrasing here with it just to not have to read the whole thing. But it's if you need or want to go somewhere and you don't have the means for it, you can do this. You get a piece of paper. Um, yellow is the ideal because it's an error element. But you could probably do it with like if you use a, a yellow marker or yellow pen maybe. Um, and write down the place that you're going. And it says, grasp the paper in your projective hand, face the east, hold the paper in that direction while saying, this is my tool of transfer transportation. Repeat to the southwest and north saying the same words. Now, taking a pencil or like a yellow pen or, or marker, you write down the name of the destination that you have in mind in really large, easy to read letters and you visualize yourself at your destination. And you can draw a symbol or sigil for travel on there if you want to. And here's the hardest part. It's not even the witchcraft. It's okay. folding the fucking functioning paper airplane. Because oh, I can do that. Oh, wow. um, so you fold it into a paper airplane. And then you go ahead and you take it. Mm -mm -mm. And you go outside or to an open window. And you hold your paper airplane in your hands. And you say these words or words like them and say... Blowing wind, surging strong, restless ones of air, send me where I belong, O winds, take me there. And repeat this at least nine times, continuing to visualize and feeling the power build within your muscles and visualize where you're going. Oh, wow. And on the last time that you say, take me air, you launch your paper plane. That's so funny. That reminds me of a story when my brother and I were young kids back in New Jersey. We were, I lived in the second floor of a house. And um, we used to take nail files, you know, the, the nail files, just the regular nail files that you file your nail with. Mm -hmm. And then we would put it through a tissue to make it look like a little bird or a plane. Uh -huh. And it would always be windy. And we would open that window without my mom knowing. And we would set sail to it. And we would laugh so hard because it would be just like flying down the street. That's a childhood memory, though. That was Oh, cool. that's sweet. It is. I like it was that. really fun. It was so yeah. fun. We've done it. And we did it more than once. <laughs> my mother was probably wondering, where the hell are my nail files? <laughs> They're disappearing, you know? Yeah, that was awesome. That's funny. So that that's my my air magic. So again, if you guys want to look at this book, because I think it's so good, and we've talked about Scott Cunningham so many times on this show. This book is called Earth, Air, Fire, and Water, and he does talk about the elements and gets you a little bit more acclimated with them and stuff like that, and gives you some really good spells. Yes. And so hit me with some earth magic. Earth magic. You know, um, a good little uh, spell for for earth magic is planting seeds and that usually happens at, at the uh, spring equinox or somewhere around there but you take that seed you empower that seed and of course the seed has certain properties so it's according to what you're planting um, so let's say it's uh, a, a certain vegetable or something you want to get those properties but you plant it in the earth and that's where the earth that's where it germinates it's where it it helps it to grow. So that's a really simple 
form of earth magic, just planting those seeds and watching, nurturing them and watching that magic grow. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I, I really like gardening. And I do too. It's, there's something about being, you know, I know I bitch about being in nature, but I actually do enjoy it. I just, I think I enjoy Nature's a great a teacher. More. <laughs> nature yeah. is a great teacher. You learn about life through nature. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to get there. It's hard to find that time to get out into nature, especially if you live like we live in Los Angeles. It's kind of hard, but knowing that I can go into my yard and I can garden or even like just plant something in a pot to like, you know, grow in my kitchen window. Like it's really nice. It connects me to the earth and it's so grounding and so calming and it, it just helps ground out like all of those weird emotions that are kind of flying around in your head. Like it really kind of soothes, soothes the mind. And, you know, you can cleanse your crystals by planting them in, by putting, putting them in the earth, burying them in the earth mm-hmm. for a while to get that, that energy back again, cleanse yes. them and, and get that earth energy in them. That's another, you know, it's, I don't know if it's magical, but it's a way of cleansing your crystals. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I do. I have two fire things, and one is another one that I've pulled from the Scott Cunningham book. But first, I wanted to share like a really cool childhood memory I had that I didn't realize was witchy. So when I was a little kid, uh, my mom's best friend—I call him my uncle—he taught me how to read tarot. And and looking back on it, I'm like, oh, Uncle Ernie was a witch. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't know. I just thought he was really fucking cool and really loved the color purple. You know, mm-hmm. like everything was purple and you know satin and velvet and fancy on him because he was just fucking fabulous but I remember every time he'd come over I'd be really excited and he probably was like oh my god I don't want to hang out with my best friend's kid get her away but um he he would light a candle for me and he'd sit me down and he would tell me like you gotta you know look at this candle now and you look at this flame and you have to talk to it and he would tell me he's like you can't come talk to me until you talk to this candle and so he would have me talk to the flame and tell it to grow really really big and then grow really really small and then stay very still and then flicker and then flicker three times and do these things and so it was a fire meditation at the time I was little and I didn't I didn't know that right and I didn't know that until I actually took my very first Wicca 101 class and it was the first class I walked into we were talking about the elements and it was, there was a fire meditation I was like oh shit I know how to do this wow that's awesome and you know what I I have taught many people this since um people that for anything from just people that are just like really normal mundane people that kind of think witchy shit is cool that are just like fire signs to very witchy people because it's something that's very interesting and yet the fire is very responsive like you know when you connect it because you it just it dances with you and it's very cool and it's very very witchy very magical Mm -hmm. you know and very calming you know fire as you know follows me (laughs) i have set the altar on fire my sleeves on fire I have seen sparks of light. I have seen lightning bolts flash over people's heads mm-hmm. inside the house. So fire follows me wherever I go. Yeah, I start a fire wherever I go, basically, yeah. And, you know, she said that enough times on this show that I've, I've remembered that now. And once in a while, we'll be at work and she's just lit a candle or something. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, do you guys smell that? And then we all look at Monica. We're like, <laughs> did she light something on fire? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I do have a chant that I was going to share with you from the Scott Cunningham book that I thought okay. was cool. It's a fire scrying chant, okay. which I thought was really cool because if you ever are at a bonfire or at, at your fireplace, wherever, you can like take out your phone and take a bunch of pictures, and you'll see some really amazing things yes, in that you fire. Will. It's yes, really you will. neat. Um, <clears throat> and I've learned from studying under Monica that scrying is actually really cool even this morning I was pouring my coffee and I have like a pour over so it's like you see the foam from the coffee uh-huh. as it's brewing. and there was some weird fucking face in there of this see? like weird looking lady and I wasn't okay with it and I was like oh and I just had to like mess it up with my <laughs> finger real quick I was like you get your ugly ass out of my coffee it's That's too so early funny. Funny. I don't know who it was but I was not okay with that anyway so here's something that you can do to kind of in- enhance and create contact with the fire and the spirit of the fire and your your third eye, your intuition and your psychic mind. And so you can look and gaze into the fire, but don't hurt your eyes. Like blink, like let your eyes be relaxed when you do it. And what you'll say, and you do this according to this book, you do it in a whisper. You say, blazing fire as you dance. Give me now the secret glance. Call upon my second sight. Make me psychic with your light. Blazing fire, shining bright. Give me now the second sight. Nice. I, I like really it. like that. I actually do- uh, dog-eared that. So that, because I know that our 
our coven, we do our beach night, and we always have a bonfire there, and we, we kind of do some fiery shit. Oh, we do. Yeah. And, we, and the things we've seen have been amazing. Absolutely. So I think we're going to we're gonna chant that one of these times. We are going to do we that. Yes. See the lotto numbers, I like maybe. Yeah, we can only hope, right? Yeah. Yes, so that's our uh, episode on the on the uh, elements and the and the directions there. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and I just want to say this again. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. We're saying this, and Monica has this fucking gnome stuffed animal (laughs) right behind her, and it's huge. And he's just like the second she started talking about Earth. Like he was just like, right to yeah, here bitch, am. what's here up? I and I was like, that's oh right. man, I'm sorry. And look I what's over my head! Like, all of my owls flying around, right? I'm, you know, I'm not terrified of owls. I am terrified of gnomes. Oh, but you know what? You really do have a lot of owls going on. Yeah, I do. I love, I love the owls. I... I love them. I think they're amazing. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And I just got a new one last night too from one of my clients. Oh, let me see. You got I it? Know, yeah. Look, I don't know if you could see it, but I hung it over here. It's really cute. It's furry. You got to see it. It looks like Hedwig. Yeah, look. Which, again, like you see Monica, she's like, yeah, look, because she's never read Harry Potter, so she doesn't know who Hedwig is. (laughs) It's so cute. Guys, we need to really encourage Monica to to read Harry Potter. You won't. You won't regret it. Uh, You will not. I saw a few of the movies. I like them. No, no, you got to read the books. They're just so much better. The movies are okay. Looks so much better. So who who is your shout out for this evening, my friend? Oh, my goodness gracious me. You know what? I got a shout out to uh, a special family. Um that has been going through a lot of hardship and I just want to wish them a wonderful new year and changes that will bring only happiness and goodness. So here's to Celeste and Wes and boys. Here's your shout out. Love you guys. I I love it. Um my shout out. Dang it. I don't I didn't I didn't plan ahead this time, dude. Oh. Um my shout out it's like processing, processing. My, my, you know what? My shout out tonight is going to be to my co-producer of my burlesque show, Bell Book and Candle, to uh, my co-producer Pleasant. Okay. Um, she is she's a really fun person. She's very unique. She's got plenty of stories about her crazy ass past, but it it she to me like she's really inspiring because you hear these stories and she makes it seem really funny and sometimes you have to realize like if you're put in that moment, it was probably really stressful, and so it's just kind of like one of those things, like, I hear her stressful stories, and I'm like, but you know what? She she lived through it. Yeah. You know, she lived to tell the story, and she's got a sense of humor about it, and I find that really admirable. Yeah. So yeah. my shout-out tonight is to Pleasant. Hey, Pleasant. How you doing? All right. You guys, thank you so much. Go light all of your, your elemental ca- candles, and oh, the other things, they're called quarter candles as well, because they're the directions are also called the quarters. Yes. So that is that's my last piece of witch school info thrown out there okay so until we see you guys again merry meet merry parts and and merry meet meet again. again